At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome in. It is Short Shots, our abbreviated off-season version of Long Shots. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, embarking on another handicap of this week's event on the PGA Tour, and that would be the Bermuda Championship. Not a long way from where we were last week in South Carolina at Congaree Golf Club, where now new world number one Rory McIlroy successfully defended his CJ Cup title Wes, uh, on to Bermuda. This is the fourth edition of the Bermuda Championship held at Port Royal Golf Course in Southampton, Bermuda. And it's a short coastal golf course design where you always get the steady amount of wind. Uh, fairways on the narrower side, but the rough is very manageable. The greens are Bermuda grass. They're on the smaller side. Uh, we haven't seen too much of this golf course. Like I say, just three editions in the past. Where did you go with your handicap this week in trying to tackle this course? Yeah, and uh, Brady, uh, of course, uh, this event, Bermuda, a little bit of a downfield. Uh, one top 50 player in the world this week, and that's Seamus Power. But look, this is an opportunity for a lot of guys because the winner's going to leave the Bermuda Championship with a PGA Tour exemption through 2025, spots into Kapalua, spots into the uh, players, spot into the Masters, spot into the PGA. So, you know, this is a pretty wide open field. Uh, Denny McCarthy was the lowest priced guy I saw at 16 to 1, a guy that's not won a PGA Tour event yet. So, you know, kind of what I looked at in terms of the stats, by the way, and before I do that, I'll break down the course. Par 71, 68, 28, so uh, shortest course that they play on the PGA Tour schedule, primarily Bermuda grass. It is at, in Bermuda, after all. Uh, fairways are Bermuda. Greens are Bermuda. The rough is only about two inches. Greens are about 6,000 square feet and a slow 10 
on the stint meter. So some of the comparisons that players have mentioned and then in some of my research, you know, in terms of the other courses that are on the PGA Tour, El Camilion, where they play the Mayacopa Golf Classic down in Mexico, the Plantation Course at Kapalua for the Century Tournament of Champions, and basically all the other coastal courses. You can include Sea Island, Wailai out in Hawaii, Pebble Beach, Corrales for the Corrales Punta Cana in Dominican Republic, uh, Grand Reserve and Cocoa Beach where they played the Puerto Rico Open, and then also a little bit of PGA National down in Palm Beach. So in terms of stats, what I looked at, I looked a little bit at driving distance gained, and you wouldn't think that you would want to do this necessarily on a course that's just barely over 6,800 yards, but as we kind of saw last year, Lucas Herbert, who is the winner, not defending his title this year, by the way, was one of the top guys in the field in driving distance. And why distance kind of matters is because the winds can blow really hard here. And the winds blew into the players last year in the mid-20-mile-an-hour range. So distance, I think, can help you, even though you don't necessarily have to be a bomber that wins here. Just look at the two years prior to last year with Brian Gay and Brendan Todd, not exactly long hitters off the tee. I looked at good drives gain because that takes not only distance in, but also accuracy. Driving accuracy here is only 53% compared to an average event on the PGA Tour, which is around 61%. So I think accuracy will matter. Strokes gained approach, I think you always got to kind of take that into consideration. Then I looked at strokes gained total in high wins. And I went last 24 rounds. You could go last 36 or last 50 if you choose to. But I want players that can function a little bit in the wind. I also looked at scrambling uh, around the greens and strokes gained per putting, specifically on Bermuda greens. And these are, as I mentioned earlier, very slow Bermuda greens that are going to run at about 10 on the stem. Yeah, they keep them slow like that because of the wind, a little bit like a British Open uh, schedule there where you see those slow greens uh, to protect from often the wind that blows in those locations on the British Open Rota and, of course, here at a coastal design like we have here in Bermuda. Rarely do you see greens that slow on the PGA Tour. I took a similar approach uh, as far as the stats but I really didn't, and you make a good point, and I agree with you, driving distance will matter because you are going to be hitting your ball into the wind and whatnot, but I favored accuracy over distance. Uh, of course, I looked at approach, ball striking, and then I felt around the greens was really going to be important too. The scrambling strokes gained around the greens, and just quite simply, greens and regulation. Um, I Like you, Wes, I looked at good drives gained, but I think accurate, uh, accurate tee balls and good approach, hitting the greens in regulation and, and then being able to scramble. I think all of that's going to be really important with this wind. So I looked at players that fell more into those categories. I did end up on one long bomber because, you know, like we say here, I, I think that's going to help too, but I, I favor the precision a little bit more, uh, in these windy conditions. And I looked at some of the same exact uh, correlated courses as well. All coastal stuff, Pebble Beach, Mayacoba, Sea Island, uh, YLA for the Sony, Corrales, Punta Cana, and then the Puerto Rico Open as well. 
Uh, we'll get to all of our picks momentarily, but first let's get your picks across the pond west, the DP World Tour at Dom Pedro Victoria Golf Course in Portugal. For the Portugal Masters, not a bad-looking field. A lot of the steady, solid, you know, regular European tour, uh, tour faces we see week in and week out. What did you do with this one? Yeah, and uh, the Mallorca Golf Open was last week. Congratulations to Yannick Paul. He wins at 25-1. to 1. The German gets his first DP, DP World Tour win. They're still staying on the Iberian Peninsula over there in Europe, but the three-week stay in Spain is done. Now they go to the Portugal Masters. This, by the way, is the last full-field event of the season on the DP World Tour because then they will have a week off and then they will have that short field at the Ned Bank Challenge at the Gary Player Golf Course in South Africa and then they get to the DP World Tour Championship and conclude the race to Dubai. So this is kind of almost, Brady, like a little bit of uh, an equal, I guess, of the Wyndham Championship on the PGA Tour. you got to be, I believe, in the top 118 in points, or the top 117, I should say, in DP, in, uh, DP World Tour points to keep your playing privileges for next year. So when I looked at the field at the top, uh, Thomas Peters, who is the defending champ, withdrew because there, he's about to give birth with his wife to his second child any day now. So Robert McIntyre... And Jordan Smith, 14 and 16 to 1, were the shortest prices there. Victor Perez, 18 to 1. Antoine Rosner, 20 to 1, who's finished top five in two of his last seven. And then a couple of those guys I mentioned. McIntyre's been a winner on tour this year in Italy. Victor Perez won the Dutch Open. Nikolai Hoygaard, who is the co runner up here last year in Portugal. Eddie Pepperell. So there are some decent names in here. This is a decent field. It's the last full field event. You mentioned Dom Pedro Victoria in Portugal. It was an Arnold Palmer design in 04. 7,191 yards, par 71. Track is pretty flat. You've got water in play on seven holes and some fairway bunkers as well. Bent Poa greens that roll about 10 and a half on the stint meter. So relatively on the slow side. So as I mentioned, Thomas Peters, who won here 25 to 1 last year, not going to be here defending his title. But Basically how this has been decided, two of the last three winners ranked first in the field for strokes gain putting. So, you know, you got to, you know, this does kind of tend to turn into a putting contest a little bit. So my card I went with, I went with Nikolai Hoygaard, who I had last week, who was actually only four off the lead going into Sunday. So it was kind of in the mix to maybe make a move and get a win, but kind of fell apart on the back nine, uh, finished T16. He's won already this season at Ross Alkaima. First in strokes gained off the tee and 16th tee to green the week before last at Valderrama. Made 20 birdies actually last week, which was third overall in the field. I mentioned he was the runner-up here, the co-runner-up here to Thomas Peters. And he ranked first that week where he was runner-up last year. He was first in driving distance, second in putting, second tee to green, fifth for strokes gained off the tee. So Nikolai Hoygaard at 22 to 1, Eddie Pepperell at 25 to 1. Just kind of a hunch here. He, it's been a resurgent year for him. He missed nine of 12 cuts to start, start 2022. And then he finished runner up to Callum Shankwin, which was a winner uh, for us in Wales, and then has made eight consecutive cuts after that. Only one finish outside the top 30 in any event. He's finished uh, run a third, second, and sixth. If you go through 2017 to 2019 in this event, 
number one in this field, number two overall in the DP World Tour per stroke gain approach. So if his irons are in that good of shape, I think Pepperell is going to contend. Andy Sullivan, 33-1, former winner of this event, by the way, in 2015, where he won by nine shots over Chris Wood and then really won, nearly won it next year, lost out by a shot to Patty Harrington. 11th at Valderrama, 16th last week in Mallorca on this uh, four-week swing along the Iberian Peninsula. His status is obviously secured for next season. Just needs to rise up a little bit in the Race to Dubai rankings to get in that Ned Big Challenge and the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai next month. Joachim Lagergren, 45-1, runner-up two weeks ago at Valderrama, third in Portugal two years ago. Really good putter, ranks in the top 20 and basically all the putting statistics on the DP World Tour. Hurley Long, 50-1. to 1. He is a young German player who locked up starts in the final two events, so he is already good to go from a point standpoint. Uh, top 10 in Mallorca last week. That's his seventh of the season. He actually had back-to-back top 10 finishes on the PGA Tour this summer because if you remember, Brady, they were joint PGA Tour and DP World Tour events, the alternate events for the Scottish Open and also the Open Championship. He was top 10 at the Barbasol and top 10 at the Barracuda. Very capable player, just has done everything but win this year. Uh, Tapio Pulkanen, 55-1 to 1 from Finland. Four straight cuts he's made here. Five top tens this season, including against a higher class field at the Alfred Dunhill Links a few weeks ago. And then I went with one local angle, and that's Ricardo Govea at 66 to 1. He is from Portugal. He is currently in 120th, which is three spots out of the top 117, which is required for retaining his DP World Tour card for next season. Finished fifth here on this course in 2017 and seventh in 2018. Very good. I like it. Yeah, I, I like the comparison there to the Wyndham Championship where these guys kind of have to jockey uh, for position to keep their job for the coming season. Look forward to that, the Portugal Masters. All right, back to the Bermuda Championship. Uh, I played a foursome once again, outright winners, looking for one this week in the 50 to higher range, 50 to one or higher range. My shortest shot was Adam Long at 49 to one. And we've talked about the skill sets that we've seen have success here. Accuracy off the tee, hitting greens and regulation and possessing a strong short game. And, and that's exactly what Adam Long has. He's one of the more accurate drivers on tour. Uh, one of the very best putters also ranked 17th in scrambling last season. And he's also, you know, it seems kind of odd, but he has an affinity, it seems, for these coastal courses. He has two top 10 finishes at Mayacoba and Corrales Punta Cana. Also two top 20 finishes or top 20 finishes rather at Harbor Island and Sea Island. So against a weak field, it could be a good spot. He's probably one of the better players in the field, really. Uh, and like you said, Seamus Power, the highest ranked player in the field at 40 something or so, 48th, I believe in the world. So a pretty watered down field. Uh, Callum Terran, the Englishman, uh, he's the guy I, I mentioned. I played three guys that are more of the, you know, accurate players off of the tee. Callum Terran, not so accurate off the tee, but certainly a bomber. So he's my guy that I'm hoping can play into the wind like that. He does have an excellent approach game. And of course, Wes, you know, he finished 13th a few weeks ago at the Sanderson Farms, 
where in Jackson, Mississippi, they also have Bermuda greens on that course. And the short game was actually really good uh, during that week in Jackson. So maybe the short game's coming around to complement his uh, length off of the tee. Um, He also showed well at the Grand Reserve Golf Course. Uh, You mentioned in Cocoa Beach, the Puerto Rico Open uh, finished fifth there last year. So landed on Callum Terran at 53 to one. Uh, a couple of longer shots here. Tyler Duncan at 85 to one. And he's more, again, back to the mold of accuracy, greens and regulation and short game. Eighth on tour last season in driving accuracy. 54th in greens and regulation. 34th in scrambling. He does have a top 25 finish at Mayakoba. And then, of course, in 2019, he won the RSM Classic at Sea Island out on the coast there in St. Simons Island, Georgia. And he lives in Florida, too. So playing in the wind, putting on Bermuda grass, certainly got uh, not going to be anything new to him. And then finally, my longest bomb, C.T. Pan at 90 to 1. I, I thought that was a pretty darn big price on a pretty accomplished player. Uh, he, of course, relies on accuracy, a strong approach game, solid short game. All of the above is what has led C.T. Pan to his, his success. Um, he's finished 11th and 16th at Mayakoba, 13th and 6th at Sea Island. He was 57th last season for strokes gained approach, 82nd in strokes gained around the greens, also 59th in driving accuracy. And in this field, he is as high as second in the field for greens and regulation gained over the last 36 rounds. So those are my four. I, I think this week feels like a little bit of a crapshoot. My, my first guy there, Adam Long, probably gives me the most confidence. I think he checks the most you know, the, the biggest number of boxes, uh, but just kind of took some flyers with the other guys that I thought made sense. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the right approach. I mean, I don't think that there's really any standout favorite here. I was hoping our guy Taylor Montgomery would be in this event, but he'd probably be like 12 to 1. He'd be like the favorite (laughs) in this event. So uh, uh, we actually uh, match up on the first two. I went with Adam Long as well at 45 to 1. The lone PGA Tour win he has, of course, was at the Desert Classic 2019, now known as the American Express, Brian Gay who is a former winner of the Bermuda Championship back in 2020, also won there in 2013. And then if you look at Adam Long, second in 2019, third in 2020, respectively, at Mayakoba, uh, two former Bermuda event winners. I know we have a very small sample size as this event's only been in existence for three years, but Brendan Todd in 2019, Brian Gay in 2008, also won at Mayakoba. So there is some kind of course correlation there. Adam Wallen, really good on Bermuda greens. I When I was doing my modeling over the last 24 rounds, top six in both scrambling and strokes gain putting on Bermuda. So I think Adam Wallen could, uh, go, could go very well here. I'm also on Callum Terran, 50 to 1. He's one of the longer hitters in this field. Maybe can take a similar approach that Lucas Herbert did last year in his victory. He was also fifth in Puerto Rico earlier this year at Grand Reserve. If you go over the last 24 rounds, sixth in strokes gain approach and fifth in scrambling gain. So Callum Terran, 50 to 1. Will Gordon at 60 to 1. Just regained his PGA Tour card back in August, won the uh, Boise Open uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Big hitter off the tee, ranks first in this field for good drives gained, and good drives gains kind of mad 
you know, measures both distance and accuracy. And I did that over the last 24 rounds. Also has shown well on coastal courses dating back to his college days at Vanderbilt. In 2018, he was fifth at the Carmel Cup at Pebble Beach, which I believe Matthew Wolf was the winner of that event. And then third in the 2019 SEC tournament, which is always played every year at Sea Island down in Georgia. So Will Gordon, 60 to 1. Another 60 to 1, that is Benny Ahn. Regained his tour card on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was fourth at the Fortinet in his first event back as a full-time PGA Tour player. Did miss a couple cuts since, but he's one of the longer hitters in this field. And this is also a guy that I think has long history of playing in the winds because I used a little bit of strokes gain in windy conditions. And obviously he is well-versed in that because he played uh, most of his years over the last several years on the DP World Tour Harry Hall, 70 to 1. He is an Englishman that just graduated from the Corn Ferry Tour, won twice on that tour last season. Uh, 12th ranking on the KFT points list, was third in the final event, the Corn Ferry Championship, and then finished 15th at the Shriners on his third PGA start a few weeks ago. Short game is really good, as we saw in the Corn Ferry last season. 12th in putting, 20th in, in scrambling. So I think Harry Hall can go well here. The two longer shots, uh, Matty Schmidt, a German, at 110 to 1. And he's got the distinction of actually having top 10 finishes on four different tours so far in 2022. That includes the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, and also the Sunshine Tour based down in South Africa. Overall form doesn't really leap off the page, but he's a high-level talent, and I backed him. He was actually in the mix for me earlier this year in the Barbasol. Just couldn't get anything going on the back nine. He was the 54-hole leader there. So this guy's got some talent and got some game, and I think he's going to win at least somewhere around the world, maybe in the next calendar year. And then my longest bomb was Aaron Baddeley at 250-1. to Uh Bads is now on the other side of 40. He's now 41 years old, has not won in over six years. That was the 2016 Barbasol. And he doesn't have full status, did not get enough points in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals to earn his card, but he still has sponsor exemptions and some starts. So you got to take advantage in a field like this. He has finished second at Puerto Rico in the past, seventh at the Corrales Punta Cana. Also was a really strong performer for many years on shorter coastal tracks like Pebble Beach. So Aaron Baddeley at 250 to 1. Pretty solid game around the green in terms of his scrambling. He also ranked seventh in my model this week, last 24 rounds, strokes gained putting on Bermuda. So he's a guy at a big price that can go well. And as we've we've seen Brady, I know just a three-year history of this event at the Bermuda. Brendan Todd won this thing at 100 to 1 in 2019. Brian Gay won this thing at 200 to 1 in the playoff over Wyndham Clark in 2020. Lucas Herbert last year was an 80 to 1 shot. So this is one where you probably want to have a couple bombs on the card because they surely can be on the leaderboard on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these winners, you know, kind of like what I was talking about. Um, they, they tend to come out of nowhere a little bit. So, you know, Adam Long probably made the most sense for me, but the other guys were, you know, more shots in the dark, long shots, because uh, I, I think it's very possible that we're going to get another one. If you just look at the odds board, um, nobody's really heavily favored. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys that are in that 50 to 60 range because it seems like the odds makers kind of know that 
just about anybody could get this thing done as well. Of course, Aaron Baddeley, uh, you know, from Australia, certainly we have seen how well Australians have done in the wind. And he's always, for as long as his career is, for as long as he's been around, he's been a great putter. Yeah, no question about it. So, uh, and maybe encouraged by his buddy Ricky Fowler, who was in the mix over at the uh, Zozo Championship a couple weeks ago. Aaron Baddeley and Fowler, very close friends. Uh, what did they, what was that group called? The Golf Boys uh, back in the day with Ben Crane and Bubba Watson and a few other guys. So maybe can be encouraged. Uh, this is a wide open event. Like anybody can really win this week, Grady. All right, very good. Well, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Short Shots. And speaking of the aforementioned Mayakoba Championship, we will be there next week, El Camaleon Golf Course in Riviera Maya. Until then, thank you for listening, everybody. Good luck with your golf bets, and keep it tuned to VSIN, the sports betting network. <laughs>